Hello, Internet. Hey, Internet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Remember when you were talking about you didn't want yelling? to yell and yelling into the microphone? Snap the microphone. Dale? Yeah. Hey, Internet. You, Derek is peaking. Welcome. <laughs> I peaked long ago, friend. Welcome to episode 140 something. Or Halloween. What? Okay, yeah, who's peeking now, buddy? I was uh, I was going to have a soundboard, but it didn't work so because it just went into my headphones and it didn't come through the audio of the podcast. So I'm just going to scream and make Halloween noises the whole podcast. Dale's basically that guy from the Police Academy <laughs> movies. Yeah. But all he can do is yell. That's, yeah. that's the entire Dale soundboard. <laughs> I can't make any noises of <laughs> like a helicopter or anything. Yeah, I can no just be effects. like, ah! Just yelling. Hey! <laughs> It's episode uh, 144 of our the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online and explain Uh. why they're dumb for caring. It is a very spooky Halloween episode. Uh, I am your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder or Venom. Oh, I am also an inmate. Look at my costume. It consists of just a fake hockey. Can you see? Can you see it says Venom? That's pretty dope. I like how it's uh, Eric Lindros's uh, old old number as well, eighty eight. Yeah, I hope I don't get a concussion and unable to continue the podcast. <laughs> uh, I am an inmate because my life is a literal prison. Uh, something I think we can all Derek, relate to. This I, I year. thought we I th- thought we weren't going to be emo this Halloween. Right, Damn. We, we're just going to be scary. There will never be a holiday. Or Dave ah! celebration where I'm not emo. <laughs> so. Oh my god, let's do that every podcast. Every time I get bored of you talking, I'll just be like, ah! <laughs> uh, Dale, how have you been celebrating your? Uh, as we all know, Halloween is extra fucked up this year. Um, have you found it to be more or less annoying uh, with people allegedly uh, socially distancing um, and not? doing anything really well i don't have a child and i'm an introvert so it's the same as i don't know like i didn't make plans and pretend this was going to be like super fun party later or anything so the sadly i didn't want to talk about being emo because then i'd just be pathetic and be like this is (laughs) this is the only thing i'm doing this halloween is this podcast I mean, it's hard to be sad with a Venom mask. Really. It is. I mean, <laughs> you should just start start wearing that to work. I mean, it yeah. counts as a mask or slash face covering. It does. Although, what the mouth on that thing is that like pure pure mesh? Yeah, it's like um, it's the same material as this fake hockey jersey. It's like that uh, like the super thin. I don't know. Like you know when you have really cheap gym shorts, it's like that material. Yeah, so it's probably like, not blocking too many uh, droplets in the droplet well, it's, department. It's, it's basically like a hot box in here with just my breath and the moisture of my breath. So it's like I'm probably sweating already, and we just started. And you're a dude who runs hot to begin with, so that's uh, yeah. Actually, that's going away because I th- like I started. Full disclosure, this is what's happening in my life. Uh, I started taking this gout like herbal supplement. And it's supposed to be like helping me um, digest all the stuff that you're not really able to with gout. And it's like making me a bit thinner. So now I'm just cold all the time, except for right now. It also makes me poop water, but I probably shouldn't have told you that. 
Well, that's fine. Do you think that contributes to your, you're just like shedding body heat through your liquid poops? Yeah, I think that has 95% to do with it. Just like the real Venom, huh? <laughs> Anyone on their comic <laughs> book? <laughs> so no trick-or-treating this year. Uh, blessing and a curse. It was actually way easier. I just, uh, about an hour before we started recording, I took Noah. We got in the vehicle. We drove to Walmart. We bought $20 worth of candy. We came back here. We opened the candy. We ate it. I didn't have to go walk around in the fucking cold for three hours. Um, going like door to door and begging for candy. So I'm hoping like, yeah, it's fun for the kids or whatever, but I'm hoping that's this version of Halloween where we just buy our own fucking candy and then eat it all night and don't have to go outside in the freezing cold for three hours. Uh, I hope it uh, has some, some staying power. That's pretty much every Saturday night lately. (laughs) Like since COVID started, that's pretty much all you do is you go to the store you buy food and you go home and you eat it while you watch TV. And then I pretend like that's not what I wanted to do in the first place. It'd be like, oh, darn, I can't go hang out with friends. I got to stay home and play video games and eat junk food. Oh, this is the worst. Everybody feel bad for me when it's bliss, pretty much. Does anyone feel bad for you for that no. ever? How could they? I'm so happy. Everything's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, one, uh, one downside. <laughs> To this COVID Halloween is that uh, fewer people dressing up, so we have fewer problematic costumes to talk about. Oh yeah, like yeah, like we can't talk about like cultural appropriation costumes or girls being sexy and then being um, objectified costumes or dudes putting on blackface and being insensitive. But we can talk about one thing: this house in Maple Ridge had a. Um, had Halloween decorations outside. There's been a couple where people put up decorations outside and people are like, yo, it's Halloween, but that's kind of fucked up. Like everybody's kind of like, I guess everybody's a little sensitive to death right now. So Hall- the whole Halloween thing is like dancing. Like, yeah, we want to like trivialize death, but not too much. Cause a lot of people have died from COVID. So this house in Maple Ridge had like, a bunch of skeletons and stuff. And then it had like effigies hanging from a rope. Cause I guess like that thing. And then people were complaining. They're like, yeah, right now with everything that's happening in the world, this is a little culturally insensitive or whatever to put people hanging. And question. Yeah. Is it more racist to like have absolutely no knowledge of hanging and how it was used as like capital punishment in fucking many countries since medieval (laughs) times and just be like when i see something hanging i immediately think of a black person yeah like Like, what's more racist like yeah like you immediately go to that or because this uh you said this display it didn't only have people hanging it had a guillotine it had uh, what some other like forms of execution, right? Yeah, just like just like basic old school like Renaissance murder, which is fine. And yeah, I'm with you. Like not like even in the South, like when they were lynching black people, they were lynching like Irish people and and uh, Italians and stuff. Like you know, before they, I don't know. It's like this awkward thing that nobody talks about. Like that short time period before they considered Irish people and Italian people as white people, they were just like kind of on the outskirts but then they got well i don't know it's this whole huge like 
I don't even like talking about it because every bit like everybody's hair on their neck just stood up because it's like, yeah, we shouldn't talk about this. But yeah, like, yeah, it's the scary shit that's happened to me this Halloween was hearing yeah. you just say that. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like I'm with you. Like, I think it's racist to just assume that it was only black people that were ever hung because it's like you're just. I don't know. There's something about the stupidity of not recognizing all the things that have happened and like the tragic things that people did, regardless of what race you were when they wanted to kill you before. And like there's more to the world and terrible things humans did to each other than just the southern U.S. Yeah. Like, guess what? Uh, when um, Nazis uh, wanted to like make very public display. They would just like hang people in town squares and shit. Um, something that uh, you you look like you're making a break for it. What, no, no, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I was I I didn't I didn't want to take away. I was just putting on my slippers because, like I said before, it's like my feet are cold, but my face is really hot. Yeah, it's really distracting. Got to get like, comfy to talk about racism. Uh, something yeah, like, else I learned. I, sorry, I want to touch back on that. Like you just talked about Nazi things, like in the the Jewish rocket factory, like Werner von Braun, the guy who came over to America with project paperclip and helped build NASA into what it is today. Before he did that in Germany, he ran the Jewish rocket factory during Nazis and they would routinely hang the slowest Jewish people in the factory as an incentive slash warning to make all the other work slave workers work faster. Yeah. Like there's tons of, of historical, historical significance. Yeah uh two hanging that i think it's almost it almost feels more racist to look at it and be like nah, i just thought i just thought black person uh yeah, something that's all you equate with hanging. yeah that is very yeah. racist yeah something i learned in uh the two minutes of research i just did is uh historically hanging was the only method of execution used in canada oh. uh, and was used as possible punishment for all murders until 1961 uh, and then they basically completely abolished the uh, the death penalty in 1998. But hanging was uh, was how we got the job done until huh. 1961, which seems very that's like very late stage. Uh, yeah, there's like there's like rock music that you listen to that was around the time when people were still being hung. Yeah. like the Beatles. Yeah. Half their catalog. They were still hanging people in Canada. You're like, oh, I'm gonna pop on a Beatles record and go to go to the fucking hanging in the town square. Yeah, Check that like, shit out. Did Yellow Submarine make the cut? They're like, is this like people are still getting hanged? Period. Beatles, or was that like White Album and like Hold My Hand, Hold Your Hand, Beatles? Yeah, it's like that. That was actually what caused the shift in the Beatles. Was like them yeah. moving on capital <laughs> punishment in Canada. Yeah, it wasn't them going to India and doing acid and like opening up their brain and stuff. It was they just saw that people were not getting hung anymore in Canada. Um, so the person who uh, basically reported this display, it just says a Maple Ridge mother. Yeah. Um, the woman takes particular issue with setting up a public display featuring hanging bodies, which can be especially painful for black people to see because of the history of lynching. Uh, I would bet any amount of money in the world that this woman is white. I'd say I that would, since it is Maple Ridge, since it is Maple Ridge, I'm pretty sure you've got a sound bet there. Like one thing I was thinking of, like, 
I we like it is dumb to assume that it all has to do with lynching, but on the other hand, it's like it is kind of tone deaf with just how everything's up in the air right now. I would be like, maybe I won't do the hanging stuff this year. But uh, as well, it's like on one hand, you're like, well, you shouldn't just just don't do it to avoid getting talked to. But on the other hand, it's like it's only up for like two or three days. Like just wait till Halloween's over, and then it's gone. Yeah. Like it's not like you have to worry about this being there forever. Well, I also don't think like anyone's legitimately worried about it. I like this feels very much like this per- performative act of like, oh, like virtue I'm, signaling. Yeah, I'm so fucking woke. I'm gonna go to the newspaper <laughs> and tell them how offended I was by this Halloween display. Um, you know? Yeah. Anything um, else to say about? That? Well, I was gonna say like another like issue that people had with. Um, Halloween decorations outside of a house was somebody set up a skeleton on a stripper pole. I didn't link this story because it was just like, kind of like, <laughs> whatever. But at the same time, you're like, what? Like, that's like, kind of like someone had issue with it for entirely different reasons. Like it had nothing to do with like the actual death. I guess it's just, they didn't like skeletons sexualized or something. Deemed too risque for family friendly block. Uh, this took place in, uh, Richmond, Texas, and it wasn't just one, one stripping skeleton. It She created a skeleton strip club on her lawn uh, named The Candy Shop. Features skeleton strippers pole dancing in wigs, bony customers getting lap dances and offering tips, and even a skeletal bouncer wearing shades and a baseball hat emblazoned with the word security. Um, Did the Do you think that the skeletons had little pasties on or do you think it was like full nude skeletons i mean yeah they uh they definitely they, it's it's all hanging out there yeah um yeah and uh you know i don't noah hi noah Guess Happy Halloween, buddy. all right see you later he's going is, to watch youtube is he jacked on candy right now yeah it's uh it's basically all he has eaten today i think uh, nice. we, we went to a pumpkin patch for a little bit earlier and he had some popcorn there. And then since we've been home, it's just been nonstop candy, which, Hey, one day a year. Yeah. Like that's what Halloween is. It's the one day you get to eat all candy. Like it's funny. Cause everybody's like, Oh no, with COVID kids aren't going to have all the fun stuff that they like with Halloween. And it's like, all they ever cared about was candy, like maybe dressing up, but it's always been about the candy. Like for me growing up, I remember back and it's like, all I wanted to do was get as much candy as possible and then go home and eat the fuck out of all that candy. So what I'm saying is I think the kids are going to be fine after this Halloween, as long as you give them candy. Yes. Like do what Derek did. It's the perfect fatherhood moment. It's just give your kids candy so that this remains the candy holiday. Yeah. Plus you're teaching them personal responsibility, right? You don't have to make your kids be beggars going door to door asking for handouts <laughs> like liberals, <laughs> you know, you can teach them personal yeah. responsibility, earn your own money, get a goddamn job, go to the store, yeah. buy your own candy. Uh, it, it very much a, uh, a, a teaching moment for and, and the best part is you don't have to go through all that candy just to find razor blades and drugs that somebody might've put in it. Unless okay. I can mean... we, can we get to that? Cause it fucking annoys me every year because it's there's, never actually happened. Well, the, yeah, it, without fail, everyone like sounds the alarm about people uh, sneaking drugs to children in the form of candy. Yeah. 
razor blades I get. Like razor blades, sure, they're cheap, they're inexpensive. You could probably hide them in candy relatively easily. Yeah. Uh, but like drugs, like as someone who did a lot of drugs in my life, yeah, I wasn't certainly about to waste them on children for <laughs> any reason. And yeah, like, exactly. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, these drugs that are very expensive and I really enjoy doing, I'm just going to give them away. Yeah. Oh, a really fucking cool night where everyone puts up on costumes and it's trippy as balls and I can like eat candy and chill with my friends. Should I take these drugs myself or should I give them to the neighborhood children? <laughs> I don't really know what I want to do here. I uh, think maybe if it ever actually happened, which I doubt, I doubt it ever actually happened, but maybe if it happened like once or twice, it was probably an accident where like some dude or woman, I don't want to be gender specific about drug eating. You shouldn't. You they're shouldn't. doing all these drugs in their house and they're like happen to be by their bowl of candy. And then they're like smash. I don't know how you do drugs. You do like handfuls of pills. <laughs> Do you like I mean, how I I pretend I've never done drugs before? Yeah, I don't. I, it's, like, it's you possible. know, you like you drink a couple pills and that's your drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe they were doing drugs or portioning their drugs to sell their drugs over this bowl and they just ended up spilling them in there. Yeah. Or like imagine like it's some drug, like drug lord, drug trafficker, and his mule gets to like the the drop or the exchange or where whatever the fuck they're gonna do. I don't know. I've seen some movies. Yeah. Uh, and he unzips the bag full of drugs and peels it open, and it's just like four tons of those fucking rockets, like the little sugar here. <laughs> and they're like, uh oh, like realization dawns on him. Yeah. That, like somewhere across town, there's just a guy like <laughs> out baggies of cocaine. <laughs> and then you like smash cut to like some little Halloween kid party. And they're all like, Whoa! talking about their startup, <laughs> fucking writing a yeah. film script. They're uh, like, you know what I think about the universe? And they're like, or they like go up to each other. Like, have you ever done DMT? <laughs> Oh, was there a thing about Joe Rogan? Speaking um, of DMT, was yeah, Joe Rogan in the news again? There was a definite thing about Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan's been in and out of the news since he signed that giant deal with Spotify for $100 million. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you can actually make money off podcasts. Let's all ludicrous amounts, which let's hey. all copy Dale and Derek and get back into podcasts, even though we've been doing it for three years. We haven't gotten no $100 million. Yeah, well, I'm just like give give Joe Rogan a like marginally smaller slice of the pie. Like give yeah, him 198 give, million. No, he got a hundred. Oh, so give, give him, him 98. And 98 give us each two. one. Yeah, yeah, or you know, uh, 60 40 split or like 70 yeah. 30. What, whatever. Give whoever's <laughs> funnier the bigger take. Give. Uh, <laughs> um, ah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So what's, uh, okay. So, so what I'm just going to, I'll just go walk you through. So since Joe Rogan's been on Spotify, there's been a whole bunch of those, like, you know, those people who like, uh, there's no way. Okay, fine. Sensitive libs. They're all like who work at Spotify. They're like, we don't like Joe Rogan because he has bad people on the podcast, which obviously they've never listened to the podcast because Joe, yeah. Joe Rogan has always said, like, he's always has this thing where he's like the only cure, for bad speech is to have better speech or talk to these people and debate them and prove them wrong with information and facts. So these people, yeah, but who, he doesn't do that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I've seen like 
how many have you listened to like full oh, podcast? very few very few but the other thing is that like joe rogan doesn't it's not like he's like doing the inverse and giving like the fucking like the candace owens of the left facetime on his podcast Dude, he, he like, gave bernie sanders three hours on his podcast He's platforming, yeah, but Bernie Sanders and Candace Owens are not remotely the same. He never had like, Candace Owens on his podcast. He did. That was the one time I saw him call someone out was because she was saying some stupid bullshit about um, how climate change was a liberal myth. And, like, he actually called her out for it. But, like, the rest of the time... Well, he's, he's had, like, Andrew Yang on and Tulsi Gabbard and Camilla Harris. These people are mainstream politicians i'm talking he finds these fringe fucking idiots from the right like candace owens and charlie kirk and um who's a dipshit he just alex jones um but alex jones isn't right wing alex jones was always left wing dude it's just now it's like if you have conspiracy theories you're automatically right wing so anyways as i was saying like alex so- jones talks about no alex jones is 100 right wing okay maybe he is i don't know i didn't get that because i don't really follow alex jones like besides the sandy hook thing i haven't really like okay alex jones fucked up super bad with sandy hook and that was terrible and i get why he was deplatformed off anything so alex jones goes on joe rogan and everybody's freaking out because they're like alex jones is a piece of shit you shouldn't have him on here but joe rogan did the right thing and he's like i want to talk to alex jones because even though alex jones said some wrong stuff and it was terrible he does say stuff that is right that people should know like he is one of the first people who broke agent provocateurs for like peaceful protests where they'll hire police officers to dress as protesters and then smash windows so they could break it up. He did like break Bohemian Grove to everybody. He did start talking about Epstein like years before Epstein was arrested the first time. So on the podcast, he has Alex Jones and everybody freaks out. But the whole time that Alex was on there, Joe Rogan, every time he said something crazy, Joe Rogan would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to look this up. We got to make sure you're right. I don't want to get, cause like, since he's been on Spotify, he's been a little more vigilant about backing up everything that's said on his podcast with facts. So the guy who produces it, uh, like at the same time is Googling all this shit that Alex Jones is saying. So Alex Jones will say something. Joe, we're going to be like, fuck, hold on, hold on. And then Alex Jones will keep trying to like steamroll talk over him and be like, fuck, stop, stop, stop. We got to Google this. So they'll stop. And they'll Google what he said. And then uh, the scariest thing was a lot of the shit he was talking about, Alex Jones, turned out to be true. So what's what's with the disgusted look on your face? Because it's fucking bullshit that this far right idiot who plays a character who spews bullshit and has like done legitimate harm to so many people's lives. And we're like, oh, he was right about two or three of the conspiracy theories. So he has a right to be on the street. He doesn't have a right. He doesn't have a right to be on shit. I don't fucking care if he's right about all of them. This guy is a fucking asshole. He does not deserve a platform. He's fucking, he's the shittiest, most base toxicity, regardless of your political views. 20 years ago, fucking someone like Alex Jones would have been like, you would have been able to see them on like a cable, like late, late night cable TV, like between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. And they did that so that these people, they could still take money from them to have them on TV, but they didn't expose their views to other people. And the, the fucking internet changed all of that. Alex Jones is a fucking shitty human being, a shitty person, a shitty journalist. Like, I don't give a fuck if he was right about these things. 
Joe Rogan knows exactly what he's fucking doing when he gets someone like Alex Jones on. He's taking Alex Jones's audience and he is getting him over to Joe Rogan to listen to Joe Rogan's shit. Like, it's not accidental that Joe Rogan keeps having these fringe fucking idiot right wingers on his show. Because... Yeah, but he's not having that many fringe right wingers on his show. He's on like episode 1500 and he hasn't had anybody like Alex Jones on there for like, like, this is the first time Alex Jones has been on there in years. He is, but he um, he definitely has more of the fringe right-wingers. Like, you can counter and say, oh, you know, Joe Rogan had uh, mainstream uh, politician Bernie Sanders on there, and him and Alex Jones are kind of the same. He has a person from the left and a person from the right. It's this false equivalence bullshit because – Alex Jones is a fucking crock of shit human being. And Bernie, jo- Bernie Sanders is like, yeah, he's, he's a fucking U.S. senator. Like, yeah, they are not one in the same. It's not all right-wing people. Like, he has left-wing people on there. Most of the time, he has, like, authors of people who have written books. Bro, you got to stop eating candy. <laughs> I'm not stopping eating candy at all. You and your also, mic, then. I'm not, I'm not saying. Oh, my like, God. Just fucking have the people, dude. What? Yeah, it's the one day podcasting year. with a mouthful. It's a one day like, year. It's a one day year, bro. Yeah. Um, it. He shouldn't be. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, find people with right wing political beliefs or like conservatives. Sure, have them on there. There is no fucking excuse to have people like Candace Owens and Alec Jones and whoever the fuck else. Yeah, the, ex- the thing is, you have these people like you have you get Alex Jones audience, like you said, and then you fact checked everything. And then if these people believe Alex Jones because they haven't heard anybody criticize his fucking views and shit right in real time, then they'll see Joe Rogan and Jamie Vernon fact check everything and be like, oh, he's fucking wrong about this. I should stop believing this. So what you got to do is you can't just partition everybody off and be like, well, this person's facts I don't agree with. I'm never going to talk to them. You got to get discussion out there so that like the truth will prevail. Like you got to have like, like how you said, Candace Owens, he called her out and stuff. You got to have stuff like that because that way these people get called out in front of their fans. And then their, their fans are exposed to views that aren't like in the echo chamber of that right-wing person. Right, but that's not what he's doing because you said yourself and you're fucking high if you believe that Alex Jones and Joe Rogan didn't have exactly what they were going to be talking on this podcast nailed down months in advance. Well, yeah. So Alex Alex Jones comes on this podcast and you said yourself, it's like, oh, they're Googling shit on the air and being like, holy shit, it's true. So actually the inverse is happening. You don't yeah. have Alex Jones listeners going on and being like, well, Joe Rogan debunked all of his bullshit. Guess I'll stop listening to Alex Jones. You have millions of people who haven't been exposed to Alex Jones's bullshit hearing that and being like, wow, Alex Jones is right about a lot of stuff. Maybe Sandy Hook was a fucking myth. Let's go see what else he's talking about. It's harmful, yeah, man. They, it's harmful. Like They talked your... about how Sandy Hook was wrong on that specific show and how he fucked up there. Dope. I'm super stoked he could do that. But like fucking the the he, Joe Rogan is intentionally platforming these people, not with the intention no, of he's cutting not. them down. He's, he's not being like everybody views. should be exposed to Alex Jones. It's like he likes Alex Jones. So he put Alex Jones on the show so that there they can talk about it. He likes Alex Jones. I like when he has Alex Jones <laughs> like, on the show because Alex Jones is an entertaining person. And 
I like what he's saying. Like you have this problem that a lot of other people who criticize Joe Rogan, they're like people who listen to Joe Rogan aren't smart enough to discern for themselves like I am. So they shouldn't have Alex Jones because then when somebody listens to it, they won't be able to see if it's like, they won't be able to call bullshit on it themselves and they'll just believe it all. Whereas you get like people like me who listen to it and we're like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like I like conspiracy theories, but that sounds like horseshit. So it's probably horseshit. Like, you right, can't but, just assume everybody's too dumb to realize what's happening. But the political climate has proven that people are too dumb. You look at the rise of things like QAnon. You look at how Alex Jones got as popular as he did in the first place. You look at these dipshits like uh, Paul fucking Watson or like like there are actual Republican mainstream candidates and like U.S. senators who believe in QAnon, who like send these QAnon signals to their followers, man. Yeah. That to me does not suggest that like, oh, you know, maybe we're wrong that people are too fucking dumb and should be entrusted to, because Joe Rogan is intentionally exposing people to these ideas. And I don't give a fuck if he's doing it under this noble pretense that people can decide for themselves what's true and what's not. It's fucking harmful. It is 100% fucking harmful. He knows that and he's capitalizing on it. He's building an audience and he's fucking making money. He doesn't have to build an audience. He's already got the audience. That's the thing. Like he doesn't have to have Alex Jones on there. Like people would still listen to the podcast if he wasn't on there. Right. But every time I'm sure, um, let me go. Do they post these on, uh, on YouTube episodes? It's, I think the Alex Jones on Spotify is the most popular Joe Rogan. There, episode. there you fucking go right there. And that's like <laughs> for a number of reasons, but it's like, no, this shit does not need to happen. The most popular podcast host in the fucking world does not need to have a human shit stain like Alex Jones on it. All shit. right, hold on. No I got to take off reason. my mask. What? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that's it. I made it half hour. You did oh. it. I'm mostly just thirsty and I can't drink through that mask. Can we just, how, uh, how do you like my hair? Let's look at you look very venom esque. Mm. You're still, uh, who, who the fuck, uh, played venom in the most recent Spider-Man? Tom movie? Hardy. My lips aren't right. big enough to be yeah. as cool as Tom Hardy. So, uh, yeah, let's move on from Joe Rogan. So that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, we could argue about it the whole time and like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have Alex Jones. I love that he had Alex Jones on because personally, Alex Jones conspiracy theories bring me joy, not because I believe them, but like last time he was on Joe Rogan, I think it was episode a thousand. He talked about like trans dimensional pedophile reptilian aliens and how um, Donald Trump had this clandestine like fucking operation where he was going to root out these like reptilian pedophiles that was like right before he got elected and stuff and i'm like this is fucking crazy i love it it's like david ike like it is like david ike david ike is probably the only person worse than alex jones because he's all like so anti-semitic and shit but at the same time like he's like talking about reptilians and politics and like always talking about the illuminati and all that shit and yeah yeah. And that shit's hilarious until someone walks into a synagogue and shoots a bunch of Jewish people dead because they think they're secretly lizard people and this will expose them. Or someone takes a gun into Comet Pizza because they think there's a pedophile ring in the bait. Like these things back when our brains function properly, kind of never like, functioned properly. Okay. Derek. But on like the, the bleeding edge of the internet, when we were like, oh, there's so many interesting and cool conspiracy theories out there. 
Uh, yeah. And then everyone developed meth problems and everyone mm -hmm. got super polarized. And now it's like, if believing that liberals are actually lizard people sent here to enslave the human race with their like ideas and I can kill a few of them as a freedom fighter. And this is not like a fringe belief anymore. It's like, this is now something that has entered the mainstream. So shit like that's just like straight up dangerous now. It's, it's not funny. It's, there's no entertainment value anymore. It's like, this is actually radicalizing people and it's punching holes in our brains. And yeah, I fucking 100% believe that people have lost the ability to like think critically. Uh, so when... And Joe Rogan fucking knows that too. The man's a fucking multi-million dollar business. Like he's not going into this being like, well, I hope this wakes everyone up to Alex Jones and what a bad guy he is. He's going into it thinking, <laughs> oh, more money for Joe Rogan. Fucking dope. Um, anyways. Hey, on that cool. note, uh, it's fucking praise Jesus. Uh, election season is upon us in, uh, I don't know when you're actually publishing this episode as a podcast. Uh, Monday, so okay. November 2nd, so, day before the election, I guess. So fucking tomorrow. Uh, oh, hey, one last thing about Joe Rogan. He's having an election special on, live on election night, and I think Alex Jones is going to pop back in there. Yeah, so, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. Derek could watch that and have a fucking heart attack. It, it's going to be <laughs> Joe Rogan's. Stress. It's going to be Joe Rogan's completely unbiased, centrist uh, podcast special featuring yeah. Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, uh, Alex Jones, uh, maybe that's uh, Richard Spencer, uh, and these are all people who are just you know reasonable humans. They just happen to. Fucking no, they're not. None, of, none of those people, except for Alex Jones, will be on there. I think he's having Kyle Kalinsky. And I can't remember who he said a bunch of people. I think Tim Dillon and a bunch uh, of those people. I do like Kyle Kalinsky. You uh, should like Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon is like if you took Alex Jones and took half the crazy out and replaced it with being a stand-up comedian because he's fucking hilarious, but he also has conspiracy theories. So it goes down a little bit smoother. Right, I want to see who else is on this. Okay. Without oh, watching a video. Dude, did you see I retweeted this tweet today? Joe Biden said that he tweeted, I'm not gonna have lockdowns, we're not gonna ruin the economy. Joe Biden put that. Like it's like almost word for word a Trump quote tweet. And it's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't like you don't want to I don't know if you want to get into why they should or shouldn't have lockdowns. Like the the WHO is like walking back their whole view on uh lockdowns and shit but like for joe biden to say that right before the election it's like oh you fucking tool like your whole political platform is you're not trump so if you start tweeting like trump it's just gonna backfire i don't think democrats want lockdowns any more than like so the thing our, our approach to how we fight this virus and what we understand about, about this virus has evolved to the point now where like i don't think lockdowns are necessary or good um, yeah, I haven't been locked down this entire time. Yeah. I've been going to work in a shop the whole time and I never got it. It's like true. the one thing that still is the one thing that still works is the six feet distance. Like that's the one thing that they said at the beginning that has never changed. And like masks help, but they're not going to like stop you from getting it because you still like can get air in from around the sides and stuff. But they help like if you have it from like you spreading it around. So well, yeah, like, like the the it's supposed to be six feet of distance and then masks are for when you can't have six feet of distance. And like it, I think we've come to yeah. understand that it doesn't like live on surfaces as long as people thought. I think mm -hmm. we've come to like understand that there are better ways of treating it. But like 
I don't think anyone wants a fuck down, fucking lockdown. No. And I think Trump's saying that like Democrats, that, that's just Trump being like, yo, like Democrats want to take a big fat shit all over the economy and fucking take your job and feed it yeah. to an unborn fetus that they'll then murder. Well, I was just saying that is like Joe Biden, like his whole thing, like he's been taking pod shots at Trump being like, he's handled this terribly, blah, blah, blah. But now having that tweet that sounds like Trump, it's like, well, fuck. Like, I'm not saying you should have lockdowns or you should like risk the, like, cause right now we're at this point where it's like, if you have another lockdown, all the people who barely made it through the first one are going to like starve to death. And it's a terrible thing to say, but it is true. Like if anything, the lockdown just made the poor people poor and it's going to have all this like fucking terrible, like we're not even into the fact where people are getting um, evicted from their homes yet. Like that's still a cloud looming on the horizon where people who haven't been paying their mortgages or the rent are just going to get fucking booted out on the street. And then they're going to have to just figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. There were all these um, safeguards that were kind of put in place that were intended to be temporary, but there's like, there's a wave like that. We're about to fucking, I think everyone is slightly more optimistic than me, but I think we're about to enter like a fucking crippling recession where yeah. uh, a lot of people, like a lot of people have lost their jobs, even the businesses that have reopened. And like, we're in British Columbia where uh, overall, I think COVID's been handled pretty well. Uh, people here like shit their pants over. Like, I think we had like a case increase of like 200 the other day. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, I go and I look at like Pennsylvania, where Kate is from, and look at their numbers. And I'm like, holy fuck, like we would be <laughs> like absolutely screaming in panic if our numbers had ever touched what Pennsylvania's numbers were. Um, so, yeah. Like one sad thing to like, not even just British Columbia, all of Canada. Like I always take a peek and see like where we are on the country rank. And right, like in the beginning of this, we were like 15th, like we had the 15th most cases in the world. And now we're down to like 32nd because everybody just keeps ratcheting past us. Like even places like the Netherlands who have like half the population Canada has have more um, cases of COVID than we did. And it's just like, it's crazy but one of the things Canada has that like these European countries don't have is we have space. Like we can all stay away from each other. And we aren't like typically multi-generational in a home. I thought I kind of forgot where we were going, but yeah, like, like you said, like it's so bad in the States and Canada, we will do bad. Like it will hit like the economy and stuff, but it won't be, like, I don't think our society's going to collapse. Like, that was one of the, like, the tiny fears I had was, like, what if it all just goes, just fucking goes away? That was a fear? That was a hope of mine. I was like, what if it all <laughs> goes away? And then we're just, like, back to this, like, dope hunter-gatherer society. and like Dope hunter-gatherer? Oh, no, dude. Yeah. Have you ever hunted and gathered? It's just you walking in the forest all day. I've hungry. gathered. I've gathered That's some it. things. Yeah. I've, I've foraged for mushrooms. Although. I've never done that. I am waiting on my gun license. So if we did go to hunter gather, yeah. I could be one of the hunters, which would True. be okay. Here's a question. We go to hunter gatherer uh, society, but we don't have the gender norms that they had the last time we were hunter gatherers. So you like, typically the reason I bring this up is like way back when the women were the gatherers and the men were the hunters. And that's kind of like, if you want to get into it deep, you can think like, that's why, men and women kind of have some different personality traits and stuff based on evolving as hunters versus gathers. So now we're all like 
gender woke and we know that anybody can be anything. So we go, we, tomorrow we're hunter gatherer. Are you going to be a gatherer or a hunter? Do I get a gun if I'm a hunter? Yes. Yes. That, that one. <laughs> right. The, the one that I get a fucking big fucking gun to kill. Things. I think, I think it was kind of like, it's like one of those misogynist thing where it's like all the dudes are like, yeah, we're doing the fun one. You yeah. guys could go pick berries. <laughs> yeah, go we're going to gather things. Yeah. And then we all pretended it was bad. They're like, oh yeah, we have to run around outside and some of us get squished by mammoths and you guys have it easy. You just have to walk around in the bush and pick berries. Whereas dudes like, back then we're probably just fucking telling dick and fart jokes and then like one of them would kill a mammoth and then they just fuck off for the rest of the day yeah you've been <laughs> hunting it's like one percent action and 99 percent just <laughs> laying around and doing fucking nothing yeah with your boys in the bush i mean yeah. i'm bush not boys i'm not gonna say anything about man on man love or anything but if i was into that and uh, where I, the thing i would cat like take advantage of it is i'd go into the bush with my lover saying we're on a hunting trip and just be like in a tent yeah. hunting broke back hunter oh yeah. fuck that's where i was going uh <laughs> oh my god there's a sequel right there broke back yeah. hunter genius there go go do some trick-or-treating tonight get a bunch of candy and then write a uh, a screenplay <laughs> i think we figured it out uh the thing i was saying about bc our numbers are pretty low but like um a lot of businesses have shut down probably permanently. And the ones that have opened, they're not doing so shit hot. Like, no. I don't think people, people's behavior is, has not returned to a point where it was uh, even remotely before the virus hit. So uh, a bunch of restaurants and bars are at like half capacity. They're still under all operating under reduced hours. Um, so I think we're going to see the effects of that. There's still a fuck ton of people not earning a paycheck right now. Yeah. Um, and that's that's gonna have you know there's there's gonna be a few months uh, or yeah a few months down the road they're gonna suddenly be like okay well we're we can't keep this like no eviction thing uh, or like uh, no credit defaulting thing forever so you know back to the way it was good luck everyone <laughs> yeah and it's like it's weird because it's like every like it's almost like there's waves of like businesses close, closing like at begin at the beginning there was like so many that closed like our gym. We went to Steve Nash that went under and now it's like world fitness or something. And then, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. And then like just recently, I think like two weeks ago, Le Chateau announced they're like, yeah, we're done. And so, and like, Le Chateau is done. Yeah. The whole chain. Yeah. They're done. So if you're into Le Chateau, I only know this because Andrea is really into it. I like the shirts because they're fat guy compliant and they're like, they have like the sides of their dress shirts have like two seams. So they fit a lot more comfortable. If you have like a round torso instead of like a normal, like if you're barrel chested, like me, they fit more comfortably. Um, they're going to have like liquidation sales and stuff. I think in November, like within yeah. a couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm actually looking at their website now that you just told me this <laughs> and I'm like fucking sale city. Let's go. There you go. Let's yeah. So it's go. like, yeah. Um, how do we get on this? Were we talking about, Oh, the election. election. Do you want to talk about that anymore? Like, yeah, oh. well, so, um, the, uh, yeah, I want to say a few that like, thankfully this will all be over over allegedly as of Tuesday, there will of course be a ton That's of fucking like mail-in and absentee balance to count. They're uh, saying it's going to take weeks. Yeah. But I think like right now the polls, 
And I know everyone's going to like poo poo the polls because of what happened last time around. But like, <laughs> poo poo the polls. Poo poo the polls. The These polls aren't up to my standards. Uh, the polls. Peasants polls. Biden absolutely shit kicking Donald Trump. That's what they said um, about Hillary, too. They did, but like even the like the margin of error that it took for Hillary to Hillary's lead to evaporate and Trump to win last time. If you put that inside these polls, Biden would still have a sizable lead. Uh, I, I think people are just like sick of Donald Trump in oh, general. God, how could you not be like just um, even if Joe Biden, which I don't think he is, even if he was just as bad as Trump, everybody would elect him just to like have the volume turned down. Like everybody's sick and tired and we're all stressed out because of COVID and shit. We just don't want to fucking listen to that yell talk word salad asshole anymore. And I personally want Joe Biden, not because I like Joe Biden at all. I think he's like almost as garbage as Trump, but I'm fucking pro Kamala Harris. Harris. Why did I say that wrong? Uh, anyways, Kamala, I want well, yeah, a bunch of like uh, hard a sounds there. So like Kamala yeah. Harris. Yeah, I, know? Like, and like I want her because I feel like she's gonna be. A, she's like way better than Pence. Like Pence is just like like almost like Dick Cheney, where you're like, what the fuck's up with that guy? Like he seems like he, he could is. be like some evil war hawk. He is. Although and, I think uh, Mitch McConnell has been getting a lot of that lately as well. Is like they're like, oh, Mitch McConnell is like the architect of everything, and you're like, that dude's a fucking walking corpse. Like, what is the architect? But who's Mitch McConnell? Like, what does he have to do with anything? He's the uh, the uh, he's a U.S. senator. He's the speaker of uh, or he's the Senate Majority Leader Whip. Oh, um, that! How could I not know that? But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. barely like know this, those four I already mentioned. He's like, uh, yeah, he's basically just like the the um, the um, Christ, the Emperor. Uh, Derek, nobody cares. Ah, oh, I'm not wearing my mask anymore. <laughs> Still works. I like seeing the actual said. face behind the mask. <laughs> ah! uh, uh, oh yeah, like Senator Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. There I get you go. It. Thank you. Um, That's good. So he's like pulling the strings. Yeah. So Biden's kicking the fuck out of Trump. I do expect a Biden victory, but uh, I guess we'll see how that shakes out. Um, The thing, the fucking thing that's going on right now with like Hunter Biden's. Oh, dude, that's crazy. Well, I'm just like, I'm like Republicans have to have the dumbest or laziest strategists in the entire world because this is like, this is you're a week out from the election and some Republican fucking war room is sitting around right now being like, well, the Hillary's emails thing worked last time. So what if we do it again, but just make it Hunter Biden instead of Hillary uh, almost the same story. Um, and it's yeah, just but that's like, like some crazy, well, that's some like weird shit there. That's a little, I think the Hunter Biden emails, if they are true, like, I don't know, like they seem true, I guess. But like, if that, if those are true, then it also like kind of points to Biden taking money from this Ukrainian firm too. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Trump, Trump, like anyone who can look at that objectively and be like, that's a problem, but Trump funneling millions of taxpayer dollars <laughs> to his own properties. That's okay. Oh but- no. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it makes Biden worse than Trump. I'm just sick of like people trying to hide it. Like what Biden should have done was been like, yeah, 
that's just true, but we're still better than Trump with that. Yeah. I mean, really, I think that would probably be the the way to go at this point. I think that's yeah. why, like, uh, they haven't had a ton of luck with, like, anyone other than Fox News picking up on that story. And I think everyone's like, well, we see how the emails thing went last time. And we ended yeah. up with this fucking loudmouth asshole as our president. <laughs> for years, so maybe we just don't report on things and hope it's, uh, I will say, like, Biden is uh, ancient. Oh, uh, yeah, he's like 78. Yeah, he's like almost certainly going to die in office. But I will How say, how like, could anybody want to be president at that age? Yeah, um, like it just seems like so much fucking work. And you look at like, you look at the before and after pictures of like Obama from his oh, yeah. presidency, and you're like, okay, if it ages a guy who was like 50 that much, then what's mm-hmm. it gonna do to a guy who's 78 years old? Like. Yeah. He'll be in he'll be in office for a month and then his heart will just explode. Yeah, so. I mean, like on one hand, that's almost even like an argument for Biden, because if Trump wins, he'll probably just be like on all those drugs he's been on and actually survive a couple of years. Where if Biden wins, he's just basically like a water balloon that's just like like whatever's inside water balloons and people like he's just like. A thin Water? skin bag of like bones and meat and stuff. And if like he wins, he'll just pop. And then you'll have Kamala Harris in there and she'll be like, hey, guys, uh, remember how I ran the police and all this stuff? I actually know what I'm doing. So here you go. And yeah. then then all the police will get refunded and everybody will be like super upset. Yeah, I'm not a Kamala Harris fan specifically due to her. Uh, of the four. Her record. I Yeah, of I the mean. Four. I'm yeah. a huge Harris fan. It's like, it's like you have like four incredibly shitty. And it's like, it's yeah. so fucking wild to me that like, okay, US, greatest country on earth. Wonderful. Leader of the free world. Great. I get it. But these are the fucking people <laughs> represent the best of America, like best America has to offer. Yeah. This is the best you could come up with. Adrian uh, said it the best. He's like, this is just the natural end of what America, what like what America deserves for their past is Trump. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And the, and it's like, yeah. Like how are these the ones that pick? But then you like, you got to watch the whole thing unfold with the DNC where it's like, they had like Gabbard, Harris, Yang, all these like young like hot studs and hot women. And you're like, fuck, these guys could be president. And it's like, they're like, have all this military background with Gabbard. You have like Yang who has like an alternative, like to AI and like with the universal basic income, then you have Harris obviously. And you're like, yeah, these people could give a real shot. Like I think they'd bring a lot to the office. And then the DNC is like, yeah, all of you guys quit. We're going to go with Biden. You're so what Biden. You know who I actually uh, fucking love? And you'll probably roll your eyes at this. Uh, AOC, man. Like there was a a fawning Vanity Fair uh, profile of her uh, published a few days ago. And like, she just, she seems like a very like savvy, no bullshit, non-establishment. Like she's a fucking bartender who became a uh, whatever she is she's gonna need she does look good and she is on tiktok and she has like the youth movement but she's gonna need a lot of grooming and i don't think like i don't trust her to have the experience and knowledge and wisdom to make the call with anything to do with like the military or laws or anything like yeah she's good she like has a new approach to everything and she is and it's like as bad as it is to say she is like trump she is coming 
into the politics from the outside. So she's not like this, like weird schemey politician first and like servant to the people second. Like I do agree. She in like 10 years, I think she could make a good president. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I hope they're Gary, but she does definitely represent the, uh, the more uh, liberal side of the, the democratic um, party. Like yeah. Maybe her- 2036. Yeah. Let's I could I could see with that put, where it's like in it. yeah where it's like kind of some of her like um, nativity is like kind of eroded away from the hardship of life so she can make like a better more valued judgment. Call. Although I mean, really, nothing you could fucking elect like a fresh out of high school kid to the presidency tomorrow, and I do not think that they would be any more. Uh, unhinged or or incapable of reactiveness than the guy currently in the white house so i think if you took someone directly out of high school maybe even grade nine they would be donald trump exactly speaking of someone in grade nine who's made bad decisions derek dale i love the segue (laughs) man pop on in there this one's a left turn like i just i just want to talk about this because this is like a huge thing that happened and like I get over the week, we saw it go from like one end of the spectrum to the other. So it's like Mitchell Miller, who is an 18 year old who was drafted fourth round by the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, one thing that bugged me about this was like, you saw these news articles and they're like the Coyotes first pick of the draft was this horrible guy. And you're like, easy guys. It was only their first pick because they had all their other picks taken away from them. And it was actually the hundred and eleventh pick of the draft. So they take this guy, Mitchell. Also, Miller. can I just say this is the most notable a fourth round pick has yeah. ever been? Like, I, I think that's why they took him was because with his shady pass, like they probably took him because they're like, look, we get nothing this year. Other teams aren't touching this guy because of his bolt. Like he got convicted of bullying when he was 14. So other teams are like, we don't want that on our fucking thing. And then the coyotes have like, like they don't have as much scrutiny as say other hockey teams, like say the New York Rangers or uh, Toronto Maple Leafs where the fans are watching everything they do. They kind of have a little bit of lenience. So they, I feel like they went in and tried to steal a pick and then they're like, we'll take this guy who has this horrible pass and we'll kind of rebuild him up, kind of get like, like a redemption story. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what I personally wanted. Like, so now this guy, Mitchell Miller, like there's like this huge outcry on Monday. There was an article written about his past where he was convicted of what was it like criminal assault or something. It was like, he was convicted of bullying because they took a push pop, put it in the urinal and made this developmentally, um, African-American kid lick it, which Development disabled African-American kid, yeah, which is fucking terrible to do to that person. But on the other hand, it's like, I could see some fucking idiot 14 year old guys making someone else lick a urinal. Like if you're doing it, like if you're doing it to one of your friends, it's, I don't know. It's like, we all did. I don't know. I just want to like address that. Like, 14 year old dudes do fucked up shit because they think it's funny and stuff. But the fact that they did it to someone with racist intent was bad and that he was developmentally challenged. So he couldn't like have the faculties to maybe 
like figure out what exactly was going on. Yeah, it was he and another teenager were accused of making 14 year old Isaiah Meyer Crothers eat a candy push pot after wiping it in a bathroom urinal and surveillance video showed them kicking and punching him. Uh, there was also um, uh, I can't remember if I read it on Twitter in the article itself, but it was basically like this specific kid had been a target of uh, Miller's for like uh, six years prior to that. Like this was like, this wasn't just a one-time incident. Where oh yeah. Like, it was ongoing. Up. This was like yeah. ongoing uh, for a long ass time. So um, and he did, he did call this kid the N word as well, which is Can't to show it. you how bad this guy is. Like Mitchell Miller is basically a piece of shit. There's no, there's no contending that, but what I, my problem with this whole, like fucking get him canceled, get him out of here is uh, what I want to see is get Mitchell Miller into like psychiatrists and therapy and stuff and be like, look, if you're going to be in this organization, we're going to fucking figure out like not only how you could do this to somebody, but why you would do it. Like, just figure it out. Like why this young hockey player would pick on this other kid, like see if it was all some other stress and like maybe figure out what happened so that they could find warning signs and other like 12 to 14 year old hockey players who are maybe aggressively acting out on the weaker uh, like victims around them and stuff. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like they should murder him, dissect him, take out his brain, donate it to science so they can find out yeah. well, what the like, fuck. Oh, and also, so Arizona, like the, that's what the, they said that they, like they made a statement that they were going to um, they were going to do like the redemption thing, make him in charge of these like charity groups and stuff and make him go through the paces of basically becoming a better human because they thought if they did that, then they could uh, like get like a, I don't even know how good he is, but he was slated to make the junior USA team. And he did get a full hockey scholarship to UND, which I believe is university of North Dakota. That is correct. Which is is. a pretty big hockey university. They're a good ass hockey university. That's where Besser went, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he actually, it doesn't matter because uh, Miller got kicked off that squad. So he's not going to be part of that hockey team. Like the most fucking, um, surprising thing about this is that like the coyotes und uh hockey usa they all like this story was written and they all came out and they were like what <laughs> what happened <laughs> and like they all fucking knew about it 100 yeah. like they well, the coyotes did really- say that they wanted to go with the redemption angle like yeah. they were like we know he had a troubled past but we saw i think they just like i said before they just got a chance had an untouchable player that nobody else was willing to take that they so it's kind of like if he didn't have this bullshit pass he might have gone in the third round or whatever yeah but yeah. The, that's the other thing is like okay if the coyotes were actually doing that then they would have gotten out ahead of the story they would have drafted them they would have issued a statement at the draft being like here's what we know about this kid here's why we drafted him here's yeah. what's going on you don't wait two fucking months until the expose is released and then be like well we were actually trying to give him a redemption yeah. like it's it's bullshit um, and sports franchises are particularly fucking awful for this, for like, um, doing their due diligence, noticing like really toxic or shitty behavior, uh, in, in, uh, someone and just like being willing to overlook it for talent. Uh, like and, Patrick King. 
Yeah, exactly. Like Patrick Kane should not be fucking employed as a janitor. <laughs> given that guy's <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, here he is earning yeah. millions of dollars in the NHL. One thing that happened though, was with all the fucking bullshit that the coyotes did, they lost, like they basically, they broke call or combine rules by like making players work out ahead of schedule or something. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but they ended up, losing a pick from this year and next year and then their gm who the guy who was gm at the time just walked off the job because there was some shady shit there where he was like looking for a different job in the off season with a different um club or something and he he like assured that the coyotes management that it wasn't a hockey thing but then it turned out to be a hockey thing so they got rid of him so they got a new general manager but since it was when he got hired, it was still so close to the draft. He couldn't have any input on who they drafted and stuff. So it's all this like big clusterfuck at like behind the house. So it's kind of like this whole like clusterfuck of everything going down. And then him, like, like the new GM trying to pick all the scouts and basically hire the whole staff from the ground up. It could have like maybe kind of got lost in the shuffle. But I think like Derek said, like they should have, like people picked him, people knew this because the Mitch Miller, or yeah, Mitch Miller did yeah. sign an apology and like a statement to all the NHL teams, being like, "Look, this is what happened. I'm a changed person and stuff." And then one of the problems was, um, so he, the thing he was convicted of was in 2016, and then that he was like, "It happened four years ago. I'm over it." But then, like, other people are like, no, he was still doing this shit in 2018 to the same kid. Like, two years after he was convicted, it was just, it wasn't as, like, it wasn't as, like, horrific or anything. So, they couldn't, like, he was still calling this kid names and stuff. So, all everybody was like, whoa, what the fuck? And I think that was one of the reasons, too, why they let him go. Because they're like, we thought it was this. He told us it was this. We were willing to work with him on that. But it turns out he lied to us, too. So, he's, fuck him. Yeah. So, so, and also my other problem was it's like, yeah, maybe this kid, maybe you shouldn't have the redemption story with him. Maybe they did make the wise choice to walk away from entirely. But if he is like so toxic and so bad, why is he eligible to be drafted in the first place? Yeah. Like uh, tons of people who don't fucking uh, bully and assault uh, developmentally disabled yeah. black kids uh, go to play hockey at university and then become fucking accountants or whatever. So, mm -hmm. like, I mean, why? Yeah, like there, there's like reports of other teams like being like, holy shit, like when like gasping and like reacting like when they picked him. So it's like the NHL knew what was going on. They should have just been like, yeah, nobody gets this guy. Like yeah. they like it, and now it's like, is he still gonna be in the world juniors? I mean, probably not. And that's not gonna be because he doesn't deserve to be there or because anyone on the world juniors yeah. had a problem with his behavior. It's because he got exposed. Yeah. So uh, like if if they if so this article that was written in like an Arizona newspaper, sorry, I can't recall which one it was specifically, if that never got published. Would any of this other stuff happen, do you think? No, not. And the guy yeah. writing the article actually made a really interesting point where uh, if these offenses had happened in Canada and he yeah. was a Canadian kid, no one would fucking know about him because in Canada, it's illegal to publish um, like the the um, 
Oh, the because uh, he's underage, they wouldn't have had his name. Yeah, young offenders. Yeah, you cannot publish their names uh, even on the record. So like, no one would have had any fucking idea it was him. Uh, and but because he's an American, yeah, uh, he got. Uh, got and it, so. also, in America or in Canada, I believe like your record gets like fucking wiped once you're 19. So you would it would be impossible to even go back and look, and it's like. And you hear all this other stuff about like all the bullshit that's happening in like hockey, like all the hazing and stuff. And it's like, so this kid that he was picking on and stuff that he like made eat the push pop. What if that other kid was in hockey? Would anybody even be hearing about all this bullshit? No. Yeah. So like. Conclusively. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would hear about yeah. it. And it's like a lot of other people, a lot of people are saying like, good, get rid of them. So people know not to act like this. But I think it's just more of a like, if you act like this, don't get caught doing this type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. And that should be, you know, I think more than anything, that's what, uh, that's really what cancel culture reinforces. It's that like, do whatever the fuck you want, but make sure you don't get recorded. Make sure you don't get caught. Make sure nothing ends up on public record. And uh, and you'll be a okay. Yeah. Oh, do you want to? <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, do you want to talk about this uh, TikTok challenge? That I don't even know if it's really a challenge. It's just because they said, "Oh, there's a new terrible TikTok challenge, and it's Halloween related." So I kind of wanted to talk about it because we owe every like new dumb challenge we talk about, like the Tide Pods, and. What is it? The feed your drugs to kids challenge? (laughs) No, they made it sound like it was a challenge, but it sounds like it was something that a couple dumb TikTokers did that they just were like saying it was like a TikTok challenge to like give this news story more legs. But what the thing is, is um, these people are gluing on vampire fangs to their teeth and then they can't get them off. Wait, gluing? Yeah. Like they're using like lean press on nail glue. And they're like use and like super glue and stuff because because they're fucking teenage idiots and AOC. <laughs> so everybody who's on TikTok that's not AOC who Derek loves is I an do. idiot kid. And they were like, "Oh, it's Halloween! I'm gonna put on these vampire teeth." So they like glue them. And then one TikToker they said it took her like six hours to get them off. And then the story had like a dentist being like, "Yo, you can fuck up your enamel. Don't do this." Cause that's how, that's how dentists talk. They use the words yo and fuck. Yeah. That, I've, I've heard my, <laughs> I mean, my, my dentist, every time I go in there is like, yo, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, yeah. It's you, like you, they're like, when was the last time you floss? You're like, I don't know. Months ago. They're like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, what the fuck? I got to go in that mouth and you haven't even been flossing for me. Uh, did you see t- uh, the creators of TikTok actually won their lawsuit against uh, Donald Trump over the TikTok ban in the U S so that will probably be reversed in uh, in short order here. Oh, cool. So everybody. Hello, Noah. He can't hear you, <laughs> but he says hi. Oh, Hi. Noah, what do you think of TikTok? Uh, yeah, no. What? You love it? It's a very good. It's a very good thing to say. He's all I mean, about I don't the content creators. It's like, I just, it just seems like too much effort. It's like, yeah, making videos. It's like, uh, I barely got into like the videos on Instagram. There's no way I'm starting another fucking app. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it definitely seems more. Uh, 
Although we should have TikTok for this podcast. So every time one of us ever says something hilarious, we could put like a 10 second clip up and then we'll get so many fans that people will like yeah. throw money at us. Throw a, throw a soundtrack, a fucking pop soundtrack on it. And we're, uh, we're going. Yeah. Or like the Halloween soundboard that I had that didn't work. That would have been fun. Rest in peace. Although who knows, maybe by the time you publish this episode, you will uh, have worked some some Halloween oh, sound effects in there. Definitely. I'm going to get rid of... I'm not going to get rid of, but I'm going to replace the regular opening with the Halloween a Spooky opening. Halloween opening. Spooky. Ah! <laughs> uh, all Jump right. scares. I got I to gotta feed my kid. So do you want to... Uh... I thought you said he was eating candy. Yeah, I feel like feed I should maybe put actual food in him tonight. Maybe to offset all the candy he's going to eat later. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to discuss, Dale? Oh, I didn't put it on the list, but uh, do you listen to Spitting Chicklets? It's another podcast that was getting a lot of heat. Uh, well, it's it's a Barstool. Uh, yeah, it's Barstool Profits, so. but it's um, it's Ryan Whitney, uh, Paul Bissonnet, yeah, and I can't remember. The, the other guy's like a guy who was a writer for Barstool. Fuck. Um, his name's R.A. Fuck, what is it? Anyways, I think they only ever call him R.A. or the Rear Admiral. But he's not—he's not a—he's not, uh, not a hockey player. He's, he's like the one the, who's not an actual hockey player. Yeah, right? he's the third host. So they host—they have a show called Spit and Chicklets, yeah. and it's on Barstool Profits platform, which yeah. makes sense because uh, R.A. wrote for them and stuff, and they got a huge backing. As soon as you like get a podcast on Barstool, like the who's her daddy or whatever call her daddy which call i her daddy is like one of the most popular shows in canada i've never heard of it anyways so they have elias i don't think you're their target audience yeah but, uh... elias petterson that's he so he was on the show and okay. i was like i can't believe he'd go on this stupid podcast why would he go on it because vancouver f- hockey fans are easily the most tender hockey fans in the whole league and they are the most liberal and woke and they think that um a podcast gonna, hosted was, sorry i was gonna actually make a joke earlier when we were talking about like how every team probably has a fucking awful hockey player on it except for my sweet baby boys the vancouver canucks who can uh, do <laughs> do no wrong uh and are pure and innocent yeah and and they let all their hockey players get signed by the flames anyway. So. Yeah. Where they suddenly become murderous rapist assholes. Yeah. So, but not until that happens. Yeah. So Elias goes on this podcast. There was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you went on this misogynist, sexist, homophobic site. And it's funny. Cause RA said the deadly Trinity of insults online is like racist, homophobic and sexist. And they just like, and it's funny because if you listen to the podcast, I think it's like 25 minutes in, they're just like, they're like people have been saying this and you know what? Fuck you get lost. And it's so funny because it's, it's a podcast run by ex hockey players. I don't know what the fuck you're expecting. They've yeah. got dirty mouths and they make fun of each other and they make fun of everybody else. And that's why it's entertaining to listen to it. So there was some heat of that. It was a really good interview with Elias Petterson on there. So you should go listen to it. Do you listen to Spin Chicklets? Uh, no, there is exactly one podcast on uh, Barstool that I like, and it's part of my take. Uh, I listened to a few, but it was like, it was very. Um... Bro culture? Well, it was, bro, but like, bro, like, 
moderate bro culture stuff like doesn't yeah. usually bother me too much but i listened to these guys and i was just like jesus christ <laughs> like i like i actually like uh biz nasty a lot he's done some like cool like some good videos and shit yeah like biz um, nasty on bc or whatever yeah, yeah but uh good. but uh yeah just like the way the three of them like play off each other and i'm just yeah. like it's like listening to call her daddy but for guys uh, which is just as fucking awful as you could ever imagine. Okay. I've, I've never listened to that, but don't. yeah, like I like, don't. it's just don't. like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like just Joe Rogan. Don't. It's like, I like it. And everybody else I talk to doesn't like it. And I'm like, whatever, you don't have to like it. Yeah. So it's like, I get why people don't like spit and chicklets because they are kind of like jock or jock jockish and like locker roomish with their jokes and takedowns of each other but i don't know i think that's kind of why i like it but yeah. i just i on principle don't like too many things barstool related just because yeah. they're uh the the ceo is such an irredeemable shithead oh yeah he's like fucking dave portnoy fucking ass yeah he was on or he was on the bill burr podcast and he was talking about how much he gets laid and you're just like Ugh, he is gross. like yeah you're like you're tainting all the women for the rest of us just because <laughs> you've been inside them <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah like and then people were like oh elias you shouldn't go on there but he like when he was on there he was like talking about how he's thinking about getting into like streaming and kind of growing his brand online like a lot of these players are doing like um i think Godet off of the is Godet on the Canucks still? Is he one of the guys that they managed uh, to resign? Anyways, yeah, I think he's like a video game streamer. What like Twitch? And, yeah, I was gonna say Twitch. Yeah. Twitch streaming. And like Austin Matthews is getting into it, and I think McKinnon's into it. So all these players are kind of doing that, and it's like another revenue stream that you could tap in. That it's like, I think he definitely should. So now that he's like, if I was Elias, I would definitely go on spit and chicklets to get my name out there and be like, yo, I'm doing this Twitch thing. If you want to check it out, go check it out. And then you would like get some money from that. 20 years ago, if I would have told you that in the future, professional athletes are going to need to supplement their income by playing video games. (laughs) What would you have thought? I would be like, did the shoe industry fall through? <laughs> like, yeah. did the bottom of the shoe? And it'd be like, if rappers wouldn't have gotten in the shoe game, then they could have just left it for the athletes. I don't think it's like these guys need to supplement their income. I think they just like more money. Like, yeah. I don't blame them. If I wasn't as lazy as I am, I would probably try stream and. Actually, I'm pretty bad at video games. Like, I love playing video games, but I'm definitely not good enough at them to be a streamer. I don't think the people that, like, from what I've seen, the people who are good streamers aren't good at video games. They're just entertaining. And, like, we're both fucking entertaining. Yeah. Noah watches these dumb assholes. Oh, he's not in the room anymore. Noah watches these dumb assholes who, like, literally all they do is play video games and yell at each other and it's like straight up yelling like me in the first minute of this podcast um (laughs) noah get out of here or my jump scares oh that was like remember when you and me played Fortnite for like a second the only reason we played it was because derek has a switch and i have an xbox and it's the only game you could play with each other on there and there was this kid and his name was marco marco and he was like a nine-year-old and he was like my name is marco marco and he was like screaming the whole time and i was just like 
is your microphone inside your mouth because that's how loud you are. That's what you got to be to be a Twitch streamer, dude, man. We should check back in. We should find Marco Marco. Maybe he has a Twitch stream. Yo, Marco Marco, if you're listening to this podcast, we'd love to interview you about Twitch streaming. Uh, get a, Actually, if we know any like legitimate Twitch streamers, I know Keenan's kind of one. Yeah, um, he's already if, on the podcast, so he doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Know, check out Keaton's Twitch at Horse Snorkel. Horse Snorkel. Horse um, Snorkel. If uh, if you are a Twitch streamer, come on this podcast so we can talk about how you manage to uh, maintain any self respect. Just kidding. And so yes. we can supplement our income because unlike professional hockey players, we probably actually should be doing that. Yeah, I'd like to primalent my income. In that I would like, just like to have one. Oh, I don't know. Like supplements. <laughs> like I, I like one main income. I would uh, just like to be able to take advantage of the economic slowdown after COVID and just buy up all this property and be a slumlord and just recognize my true calling. I think you might have just shot yourself in the foot by loudly announcing that. But, uh, wow. you know, you know, Dale. Okay, fine. I will be a totally respectable property owner there you go better uh all right anything else ah! <laughs> <laughs> now that's that that's it from me uh to all our american listeners good luck in your fucking election please do your democratic duty and vote even though i personally did not in our recent bc election uh but what it's super important derek fuck off dale i mean, uh, I mean it was a shoe it like it was like horgan's like people are gonna vote for this guy nobody's ever seen over horgan yeah even if it wasn't a shoe in i don't know that i would have done it because i was just like uh you know it's a tough year to care about much uh yeah. unless you're american in which case hey super important that you vote so <laughs> go and do that uh thanks for tuning in as always i have been your co-host Derek boland you can follow me on the twitter machine at oh i guess not as always for the first time in quite a while i'm your co-host Derek boland <laughs> uh follow me on the twitter machine at herder i'm your other co-host dale deruder follow me on the twitter machine at super dalebot uh, find us uh, on itunes or not itunes on yeah. uh youtube outrage factory um i put if you're watching this on facebook it's pretty much the same thing as this if you're listening to this on your automatic download you can go to youtube and watch the video and that way you don't have to get facebook i know neil is probably the only listener oh scott doesn't have facebook either so if you're listening to this and you don't have facebook and you do want to see our faces and my bitch and venom mask just go over to youtube and check her out if you're watching this on facebook youtube is exactly like this only we re-record the episode fully nude so head on over to yeah. listen to it uh or look at it i guess do we still have our Watch patreon it? thing does that Watch still work it? we do i haven't checked in a while and i very rarely charge people money on it so if you would like to only occasionally donate to us Head on over to our Patreon. Yeah, we should, we should probably check that because I think I looked for it. I, I don't know if Patreon takes down inactive pages or anything. But... Patreon.com slash Outrage Factory, Outrage Fact Pod. Is it still no, there? we're still there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Watch, yeah. there's like 10 people trying to give us money and you didn't turn it on. We could have been rich. Didn't, we could have had a you moderate. A moderate uh, oh, uh, I never get any feedback from this. So if you want to give us feedback, uh, outragefactpod at gmail. 
I think we have two Gmail accounts because I had to set up another Gmail account to get a YouTube um, account for this podcast. And Derek had set up a Gmail account beforehand. So I know Outrage Fact Pod at Gmail is one. So probably Outrage Factory at Gmail is one too. But one of them, I don't think we'll check. The other one, we will. Yeah. Is that it? Is there is there more things? Sorry, I got to try. I started looking at our Patreon. They they did actually unpublish the page. So <gasps> those motherfuckers. Apparently, you need to charge people money semi-frequently in order for them to recognize your business is valid. So <laughs> it's not like Blogspot where it's just like they leave it up there forever. Yeah, forever. That's that's weird. You figure it. like it would be easier to just leave a page up instead of having one that like, cause if you would have to like write software to check all these pages to make sure they're active and stuff before you like unpublish them and stuff. Yeah. Plus like, wh- what do you fucking care if I only make one podcast episode a year? Maybe I'm lazy. Do you think we got canceled? Cancel call. Yeah. They probably listened to some episodes and they oh were like, uh, you do not meet our, uh, they're like, this guy's too standards. funny. He's going <laughs> to melt people's humor right out of their body. Let's get rid of it. You would. It's true. Okay. Uh, hey, everyone. Until next week. Stay angry. And spooky. And vote. Ah!